0: it's another episode of weatherwise thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this latest episode it is wednesday july 14th getting towards the middle of july already and we've been having an active hurricane season and that's what this podcast is all about we're actually going to talk about elsa its track how it developed how it became a hurricane and how it actually impacted Del Marva lately, uh, just recently. And we're gonna talk all about that in today's podcast. I am Chief Meteorologist Daniel Johnson, and today I'm alongside
1: Meteorologist Paul Hain.
0: Let's jump right into the podcast here because Elsa broke some records, Sloan, in terms yep. of you know, the earliest names st- the earliest fifth name storm on record in the Atlantic. So that was a, a record that it broke there. Again, we seem to be seeing these types of records these past mm-hmm. few seasons with you know earliest name storm um, at this point in the you know hurricane season and it's yeah. still pretty early we don't typically see much of an influence from these tropical systems this early plus it developed pretty far out in the atlantic right which isn't really yeah. climatologically um, normal for this time mm-hmm. of year right
1: Yep, yeah, not normal for this time of year. And speaking of that record, it broke, Daniel, you know, the, fi- the earliest fifth name storm on record. Um, that's, of course, in record in the satellite era since 1966. The, old, the previous record was Edward, which was last year. So it was a recent record that it did break.
0: Right. So it seems like these records seem to be being, you know, they're breaking quicker and quicker, like season mm-hmm. after season um so last year was a very active hurricane season the most active and this year is kind of following on its heels and i'm hoping you know it doesn't continue to remain active but it does appear like our pattern's not really changing uh so this hurricane activity could continue so i guess let's talk about the beginning and Mm -hmm. how elsa formed and you know where it eventually got its name from because you know uh, this year is kind of the whole frozen reference everyone's been talking about, you know, <laughs> Anna and Elsa. We yep. had both of those names <laughs> so far this year. But, yeah, we were tracking this wave. It was a tropical wave back at the end of June. And I, th- I think it was June 30th when it became a tropical depression, right?
1: Yep, it was on June 30th. It became Tropical Depression 5 while well, it was about 1,000 miles east of the um, Windward Islands.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, again, that's pretty far east, um, yep. a pretty far eastern development for this time of year, because this time of year we typically see them forming in the Caribbean, maybe, you know, the southern Gulf of Mexico and then heading up that direction. So mm-hmm. um, it, event- it eventually did go into the Gulf of Mexico and we'll talk about that. But uh, yes, yeah, so tropical depression five on June 30th then became tropical storm Elsa very quickly, just hours later into the next day of mm-hmm. July, uh, July 1st. And it actually intensified pretty quickly and then yep. became a hurricane the next day, right?
1: Yeah, it became a hurricane on July 2nd, which is almost six weeks earlier than the average day of the season's first Atlantic hurricane. So, again, yeah, we saw it was the earliest fifth named storm and it formed into a hurricane earlier than we see a hurricane form typically in the area.
0: Right. And then it kept tracking northwest. Luckily, as a hurricane, it went south of Puerto Rico because we know, you know, Puerto Rico has been dealing with a lot of damage from, you know, past Mm -hmm. hurricanes and storms that they've had in recent years. And uh, the storm went just north of Jamaica, but it really did, you know, bring a lot of rain and and wind uh, to the island and then eventually tracked up into Cuba. And, you know, this is when we were really looking at the forecast models and saying, hey, mm-hmm. this looks like it could be coming up the eastern seaboard all the way up the coast. And, you know, we're going to have to watch it in terms of how it could impact us. And, you know, at this point, Florida was the area of most concern because yep. of a potential direct landfall, which eventually did happen.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, Florida is what we were watching out for, too, especially along um The Gulf states, because that's where it did end up making landfall. But it did make landfall um, in Cuba on that Monday, which was um, July 5th, about 80 miles southeast of Savannah. That's when it was down to a tropical storm again. But, you know, for those of you who have traveled to Florida or traveled to the Keys, you know that Cuba is pretty close to um, the Keys. So as it was making landfall, it's outer bands are starting to reach um, Key West. And the wind gusts and rain was was brought to Florida
0: then. Right. And before it hit Cuba and Florida, it, of course, brought hurricane force winds to Barbados, St. Lucia. Mm -hmm. And in those areas had a lot of damage uh, from the storm. And and then as it hit Florida, it eventually, you know, weekend went into Georgia. And then it actually it remained a tropical storm for quite a while. Mm-hmm. As it went up the But coast. it made a
1: run to become a hurricane again.
0: Right, yeah, it actually became a hurricane again right before it mm-hmm. uh hit Florida and then weakened as a tropical storm once it did make landfall. Yep.
1: Yeah. And we saw from I believe it was from the the most southwestern part of Florida all the way up to the Big Bend. So all the way up to around where Tallahassee where the capital is, they had um tropical storm watches and warnings and effects and for the um Gulf Coast area for Tampa, St. Petersburg, Cedar Key, that's where they had those hurricane warnings in effect for um, Elsa. So my parents were actually, they have a place down in Florida, that's where my brother trained for swimming, and they were there when it made landfall in Florida. They were in St. Petersburg at the time, but they just said it got really dark for about 18 hours, heavy rainfall, winds, they could hear it on the windows, but quickly moved out and luckily in their area, they didn't have any of the severe weather threats
0: wow that's good that's good that they were everything was okay for the most part um you know in their location so mm-hmm. but Once it did it,
1: end up making landfall in um, taylor county florida yes. wednesday morning
0: right and then it went up the coast and decided yep. to just visit every city on the east coast for the most part all the yep. you know major cities
1: it brought some um, tornado warnings to parts of Northeast florida i know there were two confirmed tornadoes one um before along I-10 in Florida then another one in Jacksonville which is a heavily populated area I and mean, a home was um destroyed with that I believe I saw reports on that
0: yeah and I believe I was reading somewhere that it it, it brought 34 million dollars in damage wow so it did do a lot of damage and and caused some major problems and unfortunately five people did lose their lives uh, from Elsa and its impacts. You know, A lot of people, unfortunately, you know, they, they pass away from trees falling on their houses mm-hmm. or from flooding, uh, from the storm surge. So storm surge is you know, the biggest killer when it comes to these, these storms, but there are other indirect impacts, yeah. you know, such as trees falling and, and things like that. So,
1: And we always talk about how you know, there's not just one hazard with these um, systems they have a variety of hazards, the severe weather concern, the storm surge, the winds that could cause you know, trees, as you were saying, to fall, power lines to fall. So Those are other things that, you know, we want you all to be aware of when it comes time for a tropical system to impact us, like how Elsa did impact us.
0: Yeah, and let's talk about what Elsa did to, to Delmarva, because um, we, we had saw you- a
1: lot of rain.
0: Yeah, it brought a lot of rain. That was the biggest impact here. So we were always concerned with the rain aspect of it, but also the potential where we could have tornadoes because we remember what happened last August with you know, Tropical yeah. Storm Ias. We had nine confirmed tornadoes, touchdown on Delmarva, nine. I mean, it was a record tornado outbreak across the area, and we were mm-hmm. getting a little nervous because we were expecting the track of Elsa to be to our east, which is what we want. Um, because the most dangerous part of a hurricane or a tropical storm is usually that front right quadrant. Yeah. And if it goes to your west, then you could be right in the most dangerous part. So most of the models had it heading east of us, but then that track kept shifting a little more to our west, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually it did pretty much track right on top of us.
1: Yep, and that's what we were watching you know, after it made um, landfall in Florida Wednesday morning we were keeping our eyes out okay now we need the national hurricane center kept shifting the track just a little bit more um west of us so that we would experience that um eastern part of the storm the part that we were keeping our eyes out for that could bring us that severe weather so and you and you did cover uh five tornado warnings i believe right
0: yeah i believe there were five at one time and i think in total there were about seven or eight actual warnings um but yeah, there were five at one time and Ulysses was here in the studio and I was actually out in Ocean City in the elements, um, getting soaking wet and uh, getting <laughs> water damage on my phone because uh, I'm not smart. So it was, you know, an experience for me. The winds were gusting in Ocean City and I was able to do some live shots for the 10 o'clock and the 11 o'clock news. So we definitely did a great job covering it. We know Sloan, we had you do a lot of overtime. You came in. Yes. <laughs> and you helped me out for the news hour as well as the storm was mm-hmm. rolling in. So, yes. yeah.
1: And that's when that rain started. It was really around the news hour starting on Thursday. And it left, though, um, by the time Good Morning Delmarva started on Friday, we only had a few lingering showers in the area. So the system quick, came quickly and cleared quickly out of Delmarva. But the rainfall, I mean, we had over three inches of rainfall in Cambridge.
0: It was a fast moving storm, but it had some heavy rain, so that rain yeah. um, really uh, hung out across the area and, and, you know, there was just downpouring um, across the area. So, yeah, anywhere between about two and four inches of rain fell across Delmarva and it did push out pretty quickly. And then we had that tornado threat. Luckily, no confirmed tornadoes mm-hmm. from ELSA here, in, uh, here on Delmarva. So... It wasn't like East.ES in terms of that record-breaking, you know, tornado outbreak, but we were nervous when we had those multiple tornado warnings yes. and, and we saw a rotation within that.
1: Especially um, something with East.ES that we were talking about was that if there was a tornado it, within a tropical system, there is the high probability that it would be a rain-wrapped tornado so people wouldn't be able to see if they were out on the roads, but something, again, it was overnight. It was dark outside, so thankfully, there were no reports of a um, confirmed touchdown tornado for us, but I know um, South Jersey, I believe, did have two confirmed tornado
0: touchdowns. And that's the other thing. This came in the middle of the night, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the worst of it pushed in between, you know, 11 p.m. and one or two in the morning, and then it pushed out uh, pretty quickly, but it dumped a lot of rain, Brought a little bit of a scare with tornado warnings luckily nothing confirmed on Delmarva but yeah we did have those confirmed tornadoes you mentioned in the south and in, in New Jersey so I really do think we got lucky with Elsa it definitely mm-hmm. could have been worse the track was kind of a, a dangerous track that put us a little bit on that east parts of our area on that you know eastern quadrant that is pretty dangerous but there were tropical storm watches and warnings all the way up into New England it was pretty impressive yes yeah. With the all storm.
1: the way up to Boston, they had a um, tropical storm warning. It's like going into Friday afternoon
0: and it maintained its strength over land. It actually strengthened a little bit mm-hmm. on Thursday while it was over land. So it's it's really interesting. Sometimes these systems can interact with other synoptic features. We we call them such as like troughs or yeah. you know, cold fronts. And sometimes the, that interaction can actually maintain its strength or could strengthen it a little bit even though it's not over water. So it's kind of a unique characteristic, but it does happen.
1: Yeah, that was also, you know, the system, quick moving, reintensified over land. And then it did eventually weaken though as we headed throughout the day on Friday, which was good news as it continued to move north.
0: And it pushed into Maine and brought heavy mm-hmm. rain into the state of Maine and then finally pushed into Canada. And, yeah. and that, that was a post-tropical cyclone at that point but yeah it's early in the season Sloane, and here we go you know mm-hmm. it's it, it's starting already and when you met we just mentioned a few minutes ago about the path how it was going to be to our east and they kept shifting it and that just goes to show the importance of the track right and paying attention yeah. uh, to the forecast because one little change can make all the difference
1: and the national hurricane center you know they are amazing forecasters for tropical systems and if people go back and they watch um, Elsa's actual path to their updated forecast track you can see that they were pretty spot-on with its path towards its whole uh, lifespan.
0: Oh yeah I think they're the I believe the path was within the cone of uncertainty for the entire mm-hmm. forecast package from the day they were monitoring it and and gave it a name to the end. Yeah they were very accurate for sure it just shifted a little bit here and there. So We've gone through five names. The next name looks to be Fred. Luckily, nothing to watch right now in the mm -hmm. tropics.
1: Yep, quiet conditions for now, but we always say it only takes one storm. It doesn't even have to become a hurricane. Um, Tropical storms can just be as cause as much devastation. So making sure that you're staying weather aware of the hurricane season with us on 47ABC because we always do a tropical update whenever there is something um, to look out for.
0: Right. And very quickly, Sloan, before we wrap it up, I noticed you wrote a blog the other day about an update in the hurricane yes. forecast. Do you want to mention that just really quickly?
1: Yes. So, um, Yep. Yeah, Colorado State University put out their first um, 2021 hurricane outlook back in April. And they were forecasting an active season based on the new averages. And I believe it was 17 named storms is what um, they were originally forecasting for the 2021 hurricane season. But as of last Thursday, um, and, you know, they were monitoring ELSA and everything, seeing what was happening there and doing more research, they decided to up um, the the number of named storms to 20. So that 20 still does include the number of storms we've already had this season, but that means they're forecasting a few more storms to form this season just based off of the reintensification of ELSA, how it started in an area that isn't, um, you know, we generally don't see tropical systems starting there this early in the season. Plus, um, I know Climate.gov did put us under a La Nina watch again, and if we remember from last um, year, La Nina conditions favored an active tropical season because it keeps the um, trade winds weak in the Atlantic, uh, warmer ocean temperatures in the Atlantic. Not a lot to hinder the storms that are forming. So that was um, a few of the reasons why they decided to increase numbers. So they are still forecasting an active season, but now they're forecasting to be just a little bit more active what they originally were doing.
0: Yeah, so not looking good. Um... You know, if you want a quiet hurricane season, so La Niña watch mm-hmm. in effect, and it looks like these forecasters are upping their numbers in terms of the amount of yeah. storms we're expecting. So, and state- I
1: believe they're calling 55 uh, percent of uh, the researchers at the Climate.gov Center are calling for the La Niña or forecasting they believe for it to start at the end of hurricane season. So, around September, October is when they're forecasting it to start.
0: Yeah, so I hope it's not a long season, but we could be dealing with tropical systems for the next several Mm -hmm. months all the way, you know, through the end of the season. So stay tuned, everyone. The active season is here and it will likely continue. And we'll be back next Wednesday, of course, for another podcast episode of WeatherWise. Until then, be sure to stay safe and take care.